Okay, well, all right. Well, I've started recording, so uh, let's. Uh, hi. Oh, I got to intro up. Oh, I don't want to intro up. <laughs> well, there's there's no real intro here, really. Yeah, I mean, no, we, we, we we don't really have an intro anymore. We do. We do. Well, anyway, we, we still say welcome to another episode of Epic Turn. Do we? Okay, well, you just said we, it. I got it out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so, your host, Tim. As always, my co-host, Brian. Mm-hmm. And joining us is a very special guest. Brian, I will let you do the introduction. Well, we have an um, award-winning game designer now, uh, you know, Corey, uh, Corey Young. So, yeah. Hi, Corey. Good evening, guys. Yes. Uh, so how's it going, Corey? <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pretty good week. You've, yeah. had, you've had a pretty good week. Well, for <laughs> our listeners who don't know who you are, Corey, can you just you know, do the like five second introduction or 10 or 20 minute, minute whatever, yeah. whatever you want to. <laughs> oh, I'm just this guy, you know, um, no, I, um, my name's Corey Young. I'm in, uh, live in Dayton, Ohio, but right now I'm in Calgary, Alberta, uh, for my day job. I, um, I help big companies, uh, with project management, uh, consulting work. Um, not terribly exciting, but I've been designing board games for eight years now. And uh, in 2012, I pitched a game to Cryptozoic, and they liked it. Uh, that was Grabwell. And in 2013, I was in their booth um, demonstrating it, and it was officially released December 20th, and it's been just going very well. Yeah, you've had a, you've had a, I think runaway success with Grabwell, and it's. Uh... In our opinion, well deserved. You know, we we spoke with uh, we spoke with Corey Jones there on the floor of of Gen Con 2013, um, and it was like we didn't demo with you, but one of our friends did uh, while you were there. So mm-hmm. that that was pretty fun. And um, but you were actually used as one of the stories that that Corey Jones told us um, about about how you know you came up there with this with this prototype and you pitched the game to him there on the on the floor and. You know, so it was a it was pretty uh you know pretty neat little story there. I don't know how I don't know how you recall it. Sure, yeah, <laughs> I, I've heard I've heard some much more interesting versions of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll I guess I'll try to set the record straight as quickly as quickly as I can. Um, yeah, 2012. I well, let's start a little earlier than that. Um, I, I've been traveling for quite a while, and I've brought versions of Grabwell around to. Unpubs, protospiels, um, to the board game designers of Utah, to the Dallas Design Group, and just all over the place, uh, refining it and uh, letting other designers bash on it. Um, and as much as that hurts, it really helps. Um, and I always try to credit um, the the guys at the uh, designers group in <clears throat> um, the Dallas de- designers group in, uh, in Dallas. Um, they pushed back on an earlier version of Gradwell, um, politely but firmly, that uh, they liked one part of the game. It was interesting, but there was one part that was how you got the cards was just severely busted. And um, it made me go back to the drawing board. And that was just a few months before Gen Con 2012. And the revised version that I brought to Gen Con, um, I demonstrated it to quite a few publishers. Um, I brought four copies, um, four of the publishers took it. Um, and then a week later, well, let me just, uh, you know, I've been doing that for quite a while. I've been pitching games to, uh, publishing companies for quite a while. 
Uh, we could talk about the differences between going after a publisher versus uh, kickstarting uh, later. But um, <laughs> Oh, I know that was actually going to be one of my questions. Yeah, it seems like we can't escape the Kickstarter topic. No, no, no. That, and that's I. I have I have just very practical reasons for not being able to do Kickstarter. Um, I I travel and work all the time, and I have uh, you know my weekends are precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a wife and four kids. Um, Fair enough. So, <laughs> that at being you know having my own that that is definitely a full plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so sorry, we interrupted your story. Please, please. Yeah, please. no, that, that's fine. So. Um, with Cryptozoic, um, you know, I, I had the same image of Cryptozoic, I'm sure, that a lot of people did. Um, and that image is, is changing for a lot of people, and uh, rightly so, that they are, you know, they focus on intellectual property, um, licensed games. Um, and so I had that in my image in my head, but I also saw that they made good games. They, they The production values and their marketing and everything were just outstanding. And I was thinking about pitching to them. And then I saw on their shelves, they actually have some smaller games um, that are not uh, tied to intellectual property. And I thought, well, you know, Grabwell would fit in that size box. That that would make sense. So what the heck, let's give it a shot. Um, so, so like I did with so many publishers, I, I just, you go up, you know, they're busy. They're trying to um, to sell the goods that they have, to, to sell the games that they're currently doing. But you just ask, you know, hey, is there somebody who's looking at games? Is there anyone here who's looking at games? Um, and then you have the elevator pitch. You have about 60 seconds to, to convey, you know, this is what the game is like. This is who it's, it's going to appeal to. This is how it's played. This is what makes it different. And that's the big thing is this is what makes it different from the games. And they were interested. Okay. Um, and they asked me to come back um, close to the end of the um, – just before the, 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 the exhibit hall was closing, come back and demonstrate it. And I sat down with um, one gentleman who's no longer there with, uh, with Cryptozoic but also with Matt Hyra, uh, who's one of their developers. And I, I've always got to credit Matt um, for all the help he was with Gravel. And they liked it. They, you know, we played a quick game of it. Um, it, it played well. Um, the, um, you know, they, they saw the hook. They saw what was interesting about it. And so they took it. But like I said, I'd, I'd also pitched it to other publishers and everybody had a similar reaction. Um, so, I mean, that was a great feeling. I mean, you want to talk about just walking on cloud nine or whatever. Just <laughs> wonderful, wonderful feeling. I was about um, to say that had to be the moment when you're like, yeah, yeah, I just made something so awesome that other people <laughs> want it. And it's not just one company. It's a ton of companies. Yeah. Uh, the, the, moment, well, the moment when you make something that anybody else wants to actually use, it's pretty amazing. It is. It, it is that, 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 that it's, that it's not the, that the reaction is anything more than, um, oh, well, okay, we'll think about it. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's <laughs> again, and I, you know, at that, t- at that point I've been at it six years. Right. And Gravwell isn't my first design. It's my, it was probably my eighth or ninth. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it just, it takes time anyway. Um, so they took the, they took the prototype uh, a week later. I sent uh, follow-up emails to all of the publishers who took the, the prototype and Cryptozoic responded the same day and they said, we'll, we want it. And, 
Um, <laughs> it was the standard, you know, get rich and famous contract. Uh, yes, you know, we'll take it. We love you. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> and I was in another hotel. Uh, I remember it very well. I was in, uh, actually, I don't remember where it was, <laughs> but I, I remember the, I remember the moment, uh, doing the Kermit, the Kermit arms, you know, just yay. Um, very, very exciting. I would like and, to have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically with that mental image that Kermit arms, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I can't That's, do it again. My throat hurts. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I my my voice is a bit shot, so I, I have to I can't do it for you. But you get we all know the image. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's kind of silly because I'm all by myself you know, in a, in a hotel room, reading an email message and just, you know, jumping up, jumping up and down and doing a little happy dance and calling my wife and, you know, just, just a, just a wonderful, wonderful moment. Uh, the first, uh, well, I guess that'd be the second of many in the whole chain of, of the publishing. Um, so shortly thereafter we had a contract, um, and, I did not in the contract. I didn't have like uh, approval or sign off um, on any of the the uh, development or the design in terms of the graphic design. Um, but they were such really terrific partners. Um, anytime there was anything having to do with the rules, no matter how minor it was, they ran it by me. Um, and have you ever experienced this? Uh, what happens if this happens and things like that? And again, this is where Matt Hira comes in. You know, um, you talk about the difference between a, a designer and a developer. Um, I, you know, I'm the designer. I came up with how the game plays, but the that last whatever ten to five or five to ten percent that really makes it click. Um, that's the work of a developer and that's the credit, all the credit I give to, to Matt Hira and his, the people he worked with and the play testers there at Cryptozoic. Um, I, we can talk, if you're interested, I could talk about the differences between what I pitched and, and what's in the box today. That but, would actually uh, be really interesting to me. I'll but... say another question I have written down on this piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you prepared? That's cheating. Yeah, I'm totally prepared for this. <laughs> well, I'm teasing the rest of the I'm teasing the rest of the session then. So we'll yeah. we'll get we'll come we'll circle back to that then. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it was kind of on again, off again about whether it would be out in time for Gen Con, and um, then about two weeks prior to Gen Con, like we got word that there'd be a limited run of about uh, about 200, a little more than 200 uh, copies. So they would they would have copies to demonstrate there at Gen Con, and again the the Kermit arms come out and you know just that. <laughs> it's a Gen Con miracle. You know, it, it's you <laughs> running around Gen Con, you know, the vendor hall doing Kermit arms because I saw like I actually saw three or four people doing that. So I'm kind of curious if one of them was you. <laughs> well, <laughs> on, on me it looks more like Miss Piggy arms, but um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Not quite but, the same. Not quite the same mental image. But, no, it's yeah, not yeah. The, same. the the emotions what yes. matters, right? Yeah. 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 No, yeah our, our little Gen Con story about it was our, our friend that got to demo the game with you. Um, he 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 sat down there. He played the demo game, and you know, obviously, you don't know this guy, but he he is very uh, judicious 
maybe is the right word when it comes to the game he he the games he likes. I was gonna say hypercritical, but yes, yeah, yeah. He's I mean, he, also he, very well <laughs> fits very <laughs> <player>. <laughs> selective. Yes, selective. he's very selective. Yeah. He yeah. after <laughs> after playing one game with you, he immediately stood up and walked directly to the counter to make sure you got a copy. Uh, oh, yeah. that's that's that, you, yeah. you know that what a feeling. That yeah, is, that, that was yeah. It, it was that was such a fun. Such a fun engagement there. Uh, again, and I'll, I'll talk about uh, Sarah um, there with um, with Cryptozoic. She was so terrific, and um, uh, she helps coordinate um, the, the these type of events and things like that. And just anything I needed, um, and was so accommodating of uh, anything I. I I wanted. I signed up to to spend like four hours uh, demonstrating. I was there. Prob- I, I just, you know, you make a game, it's released. You, you're going to stay away. Um, <laughs> no, no, you don't. Uh, so, yeah, so I was always kind of hovering around the cryptozoic booth, just kind of watching, and um, and uh, that was that was just a thrill. That was just so much. Fun. But uh, well, there was a there was one yeah, thing they, I wanted. So, oh, sorry. Let the man talk, Tim. Sorry, geez. Before he went off onto another topic, I wanted to, I wanted to add on. Okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. I was going to say, no, there no, was, go, ahead, please. go ahead, Tim. <laughs> please, Tim, hurry. Please, please. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we have other things to do. Yeah. Um, no. Tim, Tim, so, Tim, are you done yet? No, Brian. Okay. <laughs> no, there was a, there was an add on to the, the Gen Con story is eventually we, you know, we, we got to record with Corey. And Brian and I stood up to go actually go buy uh, copies of Gravwell because of what our friend said. And we get there and they're like, yep, we're all sold out. I'm like, you're what? Don't tell me these things. Do not tell me these things. <laughs> so we waited uh, probably almost six months later. Well, it was December, right? I mean, yeah. it, felt, it felt like forever. And, yes. and our one friend who had a copy – he he lives in he lives uh, in Birmingham, right? You know, we're up here in Huntsville, so it's about a three hour drive. And he actually drives up here to do board game nights with us. Uh-huh. And he would carry his copy of Gravwell from Birmingham to Huntsville and back every time he came. <laughs> because it never, because no matter what, we'd want to play it at least once. Yeah. But so then, and his group down there wanted to play, and he, you know, and he always wanted to have it around to show other people. So there was that that one copy of Gravwell has several thousand miles on it at this point. <laughs> well, uh, it gets even better. So December, when we got, uh, when we decided, okay, we're gonna, we usually do like a monthly board game uh, ordering from some vendor. Uh, not always, but it does most happen. of the time. Yeah. Most time, and so I have to link you a picture, Corey, so you can see he, it. He's seen it before. I don't, oh, know, if he, I don't know if he remembers yeah. it, but he did well, see it. I tweeted it at him. Okay, well, that, I'm still going to include it in the show notes. But the first thing we did when we were able to buy it, if what you can't see is that's actually five copies of Gravwell Deep. I have seen that. I have yes. seen <laughs> five <laughs> copies. Like, <laughs> the, the person we ordered it from went sent me an email. I was like, are you, sh- was this correct? You wanted five? And I was like, yes, five. <laughs> <laughs> Cause everybody wanted a copy. Yeah. They're, they're, oh. Out of probably the six or seven people that got something out of that order, there was five copies of Gravwell. Yeah. That's yeah. Insane. So anyway, that was my, uh, that was my long Gen Con add on. Sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> I had to share. Oh my God, do we love your game? 
Just saying. Just saying, <laughs> yeah. bro. We love it. Yeah. I, I, I still want to see that Russian version you teased about on, tweet, on Twitter. Yes. Oh, that looks yeah. – yes. Six-player six, six grab with Russian. I just have to learn a new alphabet. No big deal. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> I believe that went out on April 1st. But yes. uh, still, if that doesn't was matter. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We'll I have to ask, did you see the Australian version? No. No. Spiral gets the other way. Oh. I was going to say, does it have giant spiders? <laughs> no. Yeah, um, so they're all replaced by poison. All the, all, instead of elements, it's poisonous animal names. Oh, I'll tell you, yeah, Australia's really trying to kill you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think they'd make it a prison colony or something? Okay. Um, uh, but, oh, too, too soon? Too, too soon? soon? <laughs> Way too soon. Way too soon. <laughs> um, so, you'll, I'm sorry, you have to give, what, your, friend's, your friend who, uh, the, 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 the one with selective game taste, what, what's his name? His name is Will. Uh, I was going to go by his, the handle he uses, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, his name is Will. Um, we've, we've said his name on the show before. Okay. And, and, and he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a distinctive enough gentleman where you might remember him if you saw a photo. Okay, uh, yeah. But yeah, he's a he, big evangelist for you around here. Um, Actually, if you're – oh. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I sign it? Did I sign his game? I don't know. That's I a good question. I don't think so. No. No, I don't think, I don't think you did. Yeah, I can, yeah. I could ask him. I'll ask him. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll ping him. And, you know, he sent me a message actually before, before we started recording, he sent it to me around eight o'clock and it was like, I hate you and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got, I got a similar one. I got a similar one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, prop, you know, salute to him. I, I, uh, if I didn't, by all means, uh, tell them to bring the uh, the rules the, to either Origins or Gen Con. I actually probably going to go to BGG Con this year. Oh, nice. um, mm-hmm. I've been that I've been modding rules for folks um, to to say that they you know whoever it is gets to go first. Um, <laughs> it's a, not a big thing, but <laughs> it just makes it give a little local flavor to uh, there you go. Into the rules, so yep. No, he he would enjoy that. He would enjoy that. And I, I I think he is planning to go back to Gen Con with us this year. So yeah, he's well, actually he's actually rooming with me. So I would hope so, or I'm out a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> there went my there went my board game budget. Yeah. All the money Willie's giving me. <laughs> ooh, ooh, next year on our taxes, we can write off our, our Gen Con hotel stay. There we go. Yes, yeah. Anyway. 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 Yeah. Anyway, but since yeah, <laughs> since then though, um, so then we had um, you know the the production was held up a bit, um, and they released it on December twentieth. Um, again, they worked. It was terrific. Um, Cryptozoic worked with my friendly local game store, Epic Loot in Dayton, Ohio, and we had a pre-release party. I like the name. Was yes. It, yeah, it, it, it's pretty epic. Yeah, it's a terrific store. It's a terrific store. It's, it's a better store than Dayton deserves. It's, <laughs> it's not the it's not the store they want. But okay, never mind. No, no, no not yeah. doing this. <laughs> no, it sounds like it is the store they want. Yes. Yeah, it is the store they want, and it's better than they deserve. It's there it's, you go. Uh, it's a fantastic store, and the the folks there have been just terrific. Um, you know, in helping finding play testers. Uh, They've hosted an unpub, uh, just, just a great, great store. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, anyway, that was a fun evening. Um, and we had a tournament. I'll tell you, Gravwell, love my game. Doesn't lend itself to a tournament. 
Um, it's just not that kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried, and that's what matters, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin. You know, I know, I know the, the nature of the game. There you go. Um, yeah. So anyway, they've been terrific throughout. Um, so that was fun. The release goes, you know, the release went well. Um, the several uh, terrific sites uh, listed Grabwell among the, the better games of 2013. So that was, that was nice. Um, and then, Cryptozoic, we could get in talk with them. Uh, we, we got it submitted um, and accepted to uh, compete at the Mensa um, Mind Games competition. It happens every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Mensa Mind Games, they, they accept usually in the area of 50. This year it was 56 games. I was excited that it got accepted. Um, they do have criteria for, for what um, the criteria is, you know, you pay a certain amount of money, about $200, and you give them um, some number of copies. I think it's eight to ten copies. Uh, but your game does have to be an established game in that uh, they they don't want to give a Mensa Select to something that nobody can go buy, that you can't turn around and yeah, go buy. That makes yeah, sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, it, and if it's a, a five-hour, you know, Euro monster uh, it's going to get less like it'll be less likely to yeah. uh, be accepted or um, be considered. But um, anyway, Sunday morning this week, um, I knew the competition was taking place, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm watching the Twitter feed, and it comes across. It's announced from Mensa, and there it is. Uh, it won. It was the accepted as one of the five. They always do five, mm-hmm. but one of the five Mensa selects this year. So uh, that is, I, I, I just, I don't even have words. Um, that is the best, most wonderful feeling and honor. Um, you know, again, I'm comfortable in my skin. I know um, it's not going to be a spiel de jar, uh, but that's the only other award I could compare the Mensa select to. Uh, you know, it is um, just, a, it's been a goal. It's, you know, it's on the bucket list type of thing. And uh, to, anyway, it's just a, a rare and terrific honor. So, oh, Congratulations, yeah. man. I mean, that's, uh, that's really awesome. I actually had some friends that were at the Mind Games. And um, they, they, they told me that yours was going to do well after they played it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they, um, they, I, I, I got a, I got a text shortly before it went announced on Twitter that, you know, you and a few other people had won and, uh, just, you know, big congratulations to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been, it's been a pretty good week. The adrenaline hasn't come back down yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Man, that crash is going to be killer. <laughs> yeah. So are you, so are you Kermit arming like 24 seven? Just, yeah. I mean, put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At this point I'm picturing him more like that, 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 uh, that inflatable tube guy oh. for, <laughs> for family guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Corey. Your arms must be tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, and I've, I've heard it i'd love it i've heard it described as the the little board game that could you know uh, and i i see that you know it's a filler you know uh, and people there are a lot of negative i don't want to say negative but um borderline terms that people will call it uh between a filler or a gateway game or a casual game 
I'll take mm. them all. I don't care. Well, you, you know, I, I don't know if that's fair, though. I mean, in, I, in my I mind, would, it's it is it, it manages to stride this line between, you know, simplicity and depth that normal that most games can't find. Agreed. You know, because a lot of games out there, you either have way too much complexity to get to achieve that amount of depth, or it's so simple that it becomes, you know, very rote and, and just boring. Mm -hmm. So you've managed to find that, that point somewhere in between where you have a lot of depth, but you didn't have to pay complexity to get it. And that's, that's very impressive. Well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, You know, the, the target for it was to make the complexity happen inside uh, the player's heads. You know, mm-hmm. the, it's it's not that you're playing against the rules; you're playing against each other. And that's what I was shooting for. So, yeah, I will say you accomplished it. I mean, even for me, it took me a minute to get my head wrapped around the the actual movement. Like it, it that's that's what I love about that. <laughs> love about the game, as Brian put it, it's it, it's simple but so complex. It's kind. It's no, deceiving. no, it's, it's it's not complex. That's the beauty of it. Shh, shh, it's, it's complex. not complex. It's not complex. <laughs> no, no, I meant I, well, in terms. It's not complex. No, no, I shouldn't say complex. I mean depth. Yeah, but well, it, it's it, it's and comparing it here to something else that's been a big hit and and a related genre. You know, Hearthstone, right? Yeah, Hearthstone's a very simple game, but mm-hmm. a lot of people that are really into it will just rave about how deep it is. Not because it's oh, complex, yeah. but just because there's a lot. You know, there's a lot beneath the surface. So it, it reminds me of that style, I guess. Well, not only that, but that's what I that's that's what fascinates me about the game, and that's what every time uh, I've taught someone Gravwell, or you know, we or we're sitting down, we're like, man, what should we? We got like we got like thirty, forty five minutes. What should we play? And it it keeps coming up, Gravwell, 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 and honestly, it's it's that simplicity that is awesome, mm-hmm. but that depth that keeps people coming back yeah. and. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's and it's also it's very deceiving because we mm-hmm. you know I've had people who are diehard Euro games only. If there's any, there is no such thing as a non-Euro game to them. Like if it's not Euro, it doesn't exist. And like, look, just give it a try. Just give it a try. And then it's like the next thing I know is I bought a copy. Like, Thank you. <laughs> it's that deceiving. It's awesome, isn't? It? And the people who are like that go. Yeah, I I've played it like six times now. You just opened it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to me, I think my favorite part of this was when we were when we were showing Tim how to play, and his mind could not wrap around the movement rules for the first half hour. That yes. may that may or may not have been the adult beverages from that evening. It was, but, but it was <laughs> it was great. Was like, <laughs> that first half hour was yeah. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Oh, and then it, the, the sad part is I look back and I go, I hate you, Gravwell, but I love you so much. <laughs> What's that song say? Love me or hate me and still an obsession? Yes. Well, I mean, think, think about it this way. I'm not saying I hate you, Corey, because I think it's I think you're a great game designer. Just this is the only game, obviously, we have by you. But it's I just hate Gravwell and I love it. And here I am. I'm, I'm avoiding all the attraction repulsion jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, th- I, th- I think we've you know worshipped at the altar here enough for the moment. So yeah, yeah. Uh, 
explode here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we got to deflate him a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah, please tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Um, um, okay, okay. Oh, 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 I get to do this. I get to do this. I get to do this. So things I would change about gravel. Also something I wrote down. Sorry, I prepared. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think the one thing that I would love to see is alternate decks. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to get at. Yeah. I mean, because that's number one. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that's probably already on your mind. Uh, but I think that's I think that's where the expansion opportunity comes in. Um, so mixing up the, the yeah, I, I understand that just, but still sticking to the 26, but swap yeah. out the 26 for some others. I, I would love to see a six player variant, you know, whether that's Russian alphabet or what, I don't know, but you know, I would love to see it personally. Right. Um, have you played much four player? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's all yeah. we play usually is four player. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wonder how much, how much can you actually plan when there are six ships all over the place? The only way I could see doing six ships, and I think it is possible, um, would be you're actually trying to pass each other. Uh, some are heading in and some are heading out. Uh, so you have three heading in, three heading out. Oh, wow. Think, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would, I think that could be because you would get a, a mix of interaction um, at each end. You'd have absolute chaos in the center and then – uh, it would thin out again as you go. So I think it would have a nice curve to it. Hmm. That could be interesting. I, I can see that. Yeah. Have you play yeah. tested that? Uh, no, 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 not yet. Um, I, I, my focus right now is on, a, on another game that's uh, going to be published here. Uh, it probably won't get out this year, but um, I, I'm working with another publisher. I'll, I can talk about that one a little bit. Um, I say, but- I smell spoiler. Like uh, I want a spoiler. <laughs> no, it's no secret or anything. The game yeah, is called Central. Yeah, yeah. Center, yeah. But uh, yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. But um, the the other, I did come up with one variant that um, left the deck the same. Uh, the fundamentals of the game are all the same, except instead of a single emergency stop card, you have a hand of um, every all all the players have a hand of six cards, and they're all one time use cards. But they are different type. They are different types of maneuvers. Oh, okay. That could be cool too. Yeah, it, it's, it was called Captain's Orders, um, and it's just um, like you can open the airlocks, and that lets you move one space um, forward or back at your choice, um, just when you need it. Right? Um, you, mean just, is, you mean just when I need to stop Tim from being able to do what he wants to do? Yeah, yeah. Just when you want to leapfrog somebody. Yeah. <sighs> Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. I, I just, I, you know, I don't want to mess with the core of it. I, I have a thing about expansions. I, there are certain games where I just want to get complete on the games. I want to have every expansion available. Mm-hmm. And I have a sense of what I really like in an expansion and what I don't. Mm-hmm. Right. If something can enhance the core game without clobbering it or without uh, stepping on it or changing it into a completely different game, uh, I admire it for but one of the examples I point to often is in uh, Seven Wonders. Uh, oh, I, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I love me some Seven Wonders. <laughs> yeah. Tim, get a room. Yeah, that, you know, I certain, have one with Seven Wonders. Thank you. It's in the board game room. The um, you know, there's certain games <laughs> just as a designer you wish you had designed, and and that's yeah. one for me. Um, and the leader expansion for that is is just to me remarkable. Yeah, uh, it enhances the game 
without changing it, changing the core way that it operates. Um, I, that's to me the ideal. And there's, if you think about, you know, there's so little to grab well, you know, it's, there's, there's so little that to, that could be changed um, without profoundly changing the game itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I've been thinking about that for a long time. Uh, and uh, I'm not saying never, um, I haven't talked, I've, I've talked a couple times with Cryptozoic about other, um, variations on it, but nothing, we haven't really talked much about six player. Um, I, I, I keep floating the idea of throwing a theme on it just because I think it'd be funny. Um, you know, I'd love to see Futurama. I'd love to see the, (laughs) I'd love to see Red Dwarf, right? Yeah. Uh, So very awesome. Yeah. Right. So I think that, you know, that could be, that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the sad I, part is I would buy every variation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm surprised Just, you haven't, I have, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned a travel version because everybody seems to talk about travel version. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Corey, it's, it's, mm-hmm. that was also part of my questions. Okay. I think, he, <laughs> I think he's just making this stuff up now. That, that one. That one was not made up either. I, <laughs> it's actually on my list. <laughs> I, I've been able, yes, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but I've enabled your webcam and I'm reading off your yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you read off my notebook. Oh, wow. Crap. Yeah, yeah. Guess you didn't know your uh, it was uh, X-ray. Yeah, he's probably gonna have that cancer checked out. Yeah. So anyway, the um, <laughs> yeah, we talked we talked about you know there, there's nothing there's nothing in the plans or the work. There there is we are talking about a reprint right now. Um, uh, but the, the focus of the reprint is really, um, the change in the cover artwork, um, and not, not a lot else there, uh, and changing the ship design a little bit, uh, for ah. the base. Yeah. Why, why change the artwork? I love it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's really good. Um, just the, just the, just the cover, um, beak and I haven't, this is unofficial. This is, I'm not speaking on behalf of cryptozoic. We, I've not had this kind of official discussion with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the box doesn't really convey what the game is about. Mm. Right. Um, and it doesn't grab you. It's interesting, but the name is interesting, but it doesn't, um, you know, in a game store, in a game store, somebody might pick that up and turn the box around and read it. Um, but now that you has a Mensa select seal on it, it's going to be in a lot more than just game stores. Yeah. So, um, you know, so something that's going to convey what this game is about, I think is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what, what, one I, of my, <laughs> I think they did, a, I think they did a fantastic job on the, on the graphic design of it. Oh, they did. Um, yeah. Now my friend that was at one of my friends that was at um at the Mensa Mind Games, they went on to Amazon before they announced the winners and ordered a copy because they figured it was going to be out of print, uh, out of print for a little while uh, as a side effect of this. So <laughs> it was kind of a kind of funny thing. Apparently, that's what happened to Suburbia last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suburbia is a hard one to get a hold of. Like I've tried to order it a couple times. It's usually sold out everywhere. Well, apparently that's a, a at least a partial side effect of being uh, a Mensa Select winner last year. Oh wow! Yes, yeah. And I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of the same reaction. Um, the uh, um, I've already uh, played and enjoyed Euphoria. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, oh, so good. Yeah. I 
went out. I went out. Yeah, Stegmeyer's a, a really great guy. Oh yeah, we've uh, had him on the show a few times. I don't know if you listen, but yeah, great, great yeah, interviews. Yeah. Oh yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't met him, um, but we we follow each other on Twitter. Um, and That's the same I, thing as knowing each other intimately these days, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what all the kids do, That's right? right? Yeah. And, and I should re- I should recognize you by your icon when we run into each other at Gen Con, right? Well, I may actually be wearing the top hat for mine, so you know you may be. I will I will not be walking around with a giant elder sign on my face. Just not going to happen. <laughs> can we at least put it on your T shirt? Yes, we can do that. Okay, that's easy. Okay, but um, anyway, yeah, I, I I admire that. But I I was saying it did have the same effect on me. I went out um, and I, I picked up a copy of Duke, the Duke. Um, oh, Duke is also yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. For me, I did not care for Duke too much. It was, it was not my kind of game. But uh-huh. you know, uh, congrats to them too, I guess. And who were the other two? There was two other games that we haven't mentioned that won the Mensa Select, and I, I, I didn't recognize um, those two at all. Yeah, Quicks. Um, oh, Quicks. Yeah, very dice, dice heavy game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pyramix, uh, which mm. is a three dimensional. Um, dice stacking game. Um, I am, I was completely unfamiliar with that one uh, going in. Yeah, I don't know so it either. I there were several like um, compounded. I I would have thought that 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 could have got that that was could have got it. Um, I think I'm trying to think of the others that I knew and have played. Uh, Freedom, you know, they're from Academy Games. Um, that one. You know that has an emotional impact on people. I don't know if you know Freedom. Mm-mm. The it's the Underground Railroad, and the theme of it is it's a, it's kind of a well, it's a euro, and it's about uh, freeing slaves, and um, it's very, uh, you know, uh, it's a strong game. It really is, and it has an emotional impact on people. Right, and that not everyone's comfortable with that emotional impact. Uh, people have described it as the uh, the Schindler effect uh, of I could have got more out, you know, after playing it. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, right. That's that's, uh, uh, that's intense. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know if I want to actually grab this. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Amazon. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's a, uh, but um, I thought I I have so much respect for uh, Uva. Uh, Eichert over at uh, Academy Games for for publishing that and getting that out, and it's being very well received. You know, the right with the right uh, audience, right players, and everything. It is it's a well designed game, and uh, some people really enjoy that. Um, that making them think. Yeah. <coughs> oh no, no worries at all. Thank you for uh, you know w- wasting your voice on us. Yeah. Yes, and letting us capture it and give it out to the millions of millions of people of this earth. Or at least the six that listen to us. Yeah, that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Say so, hey, six listeners can't be wrong. No. <laughs> So uh, I, I I can't see any more of your questions. So why don't you? Um, what else did you? <laughs> what else did you well, I mean, I actually want to come back to some of them, uh, especially the. The, I, I do want to know how Gravwell played before we got our hands on it. Because that was one thing even Corey was talking about, not just specifically with you, but there was another demo that they had like a like couple minutes prior to us showing up. And he, and he brought up the point of, you know, we take a look at things and go, yeah, this isn't going to work. Yet 
we can hone it to make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was Gravwell before Cryptozoic got, yeah. you know, helped you, you know, get to the finished product? Sure, sure. Um, well, there's there's kind of two answers to that. One, there's there was a Gravwell before I showed it to Cryptozoic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that the things I worked out and figured out and, um, uh, you know, a, a big part of it is I talk about game design and I've said this before, but um, I talk about sculpting rather than painting. Um, it's about taking things out, take, you know, cutting away until yeah. there's nothing left. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I, I had a mechanism similar to what you'd have in Seven Wonders um, to build your hand instead of drafting the cards um, out of the piles, uh, you had a hand of um, four cards. And at the beginning of each, you, you would I had this clever little thing. I, I thought it was clever. But you would um, pull one. So you'd pull a card from the deck. Mm-hmm. You'd pick one that you're going to keep. You'd pitch one that would not be in play for that round, and then you'd pass what's left to your to your left. Mm-hmm. So it was pull, pull one, pick one, pitch one, pass. Right? Mm-hmm. And boy, I thought that was clever. Um, and the the deck was smaller, and it didn't have an alphabet, and there were 21 cards, and uh, it was strictly a three player game. And it was it was it was complicated, um, and it didn't enhance the game. Uh, it was interesting and I thought clever, and but that's the the good pointer I got from that uh, the Dallas designers group that that just that just didn't didn't bring any joy to anybody. Uh, so as much as I loved it, I pitched it right. I threw that away, mm-hmm. and uh, it made all the difference to just simplify, 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 and just get it down to the draft. So um, then we can talk about the second part of that answer, and that is okay. From what I pitched to Cryptozoic, how, did, how much did it change? Um, for the physical components, the cards are almost identical. Um, very little changed on the cards. The um, I did use tungsten for W. Uh, the chemical symbol for uh, tungsten is W. Uh, they replaced they replaced that with a made up element. Mm-hmm. Much to the chagrin of many chemists, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are there are there's a, a pretty active thread on BGG about um, bad chemistry is is the the title for that, and people don't they just don't think it's appropriate to have made up chemical elements. <laughs> um, the, anyway, uh, I oh the um, the values in the cards did not change except. The N, which is a repulse, but the original N was a repulse of nine. Right? Oh, wow. So that was quite a kick. Yeah, it was quite a kick. But what um, came out in playtest, again, this Matt Hira, uh, his team finding this, in playtest, a lot of players were winning with it. Um, mm. You know, you get into that end game. If you have a repulse nine, yeah, you know, that that's pretty easy to set yourself up for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it really all becomes about getting yourself in position in the right position to kick off from that. So uh, that got trimmed back a lot, but that was the only that was the only value that was changed. Um, I did have different chemical names for the J and the Q. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two daughters. Um, one of them, whether it's Jody and Sydney, are my daughters' names. So J Jody, um, the chemical symbol J O. 
it was Jodium, Jodium. <laughs> and uh, Sydney was uh, QT, QD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Sydneyum, right? So, <coughs> excuse me, I like that. I, 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 again, fall in love with your own ideas. Um, but again, they, they were really trying to stress we want the chemical names to match the elements, or, you know, to, so even, even tungsten was a real element. Uh, they jettisoned that. So, and I understand that. I really do. I also understood, um, and I think it was a really great decision. I had, I had tied the distance that the ship uh, that the uh, element moves you mm-hmm. to the actual periodic table, and if you laid out the elements that I used, they fall into the different regions, the different colored regions on the periodic table, right, and. So those in the yellow region, for example, moved you further. The M, the S, and the R, uh, those those would move you further than the others. And you'll find that magnesium, sodium, and radium, whatever it was, uh, are all in the same region of the uh, chemical of the periodic table. Um, but I had different colors, so I had different. Uh, they, those were all yellow cards, and then the um, anyway. There were a total of six, seven different colors for the cards, including the uh, one color for the repulsive ones and one color for the uh, tractor beams. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another great decision on that. Make it simple, make it simple, make it simple. So could you imagine trying to describe, okay, if it's only one of these five colors, then it's going to pull you toward another ship. But if it's one of these, it's not. See how much difference that is? It's, <laughs> oh, you don't yeah, think about it. Time. You don't think about it, but it's just if it's this color and almost all the deck is this color, it's going to move you toward the other ships. Yeah. Um, so, again, brilliant. That's much easier. Um, the biggest well-duh um, change was my initial track was kind of a, a linear um, curving snake sort of one long straight track. Um, and they made it a spiral and just again, <laughs> really, you did a thing about black hole and you didn't use a spiral. Oh, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I missed that one, but, um, uh, anyway, so I had, uh, let's see, I had the same pawns. I had the same, oh, instead of eject, uh, or the emergency stop instead of the emergency stop card, um, I, you had an eject button, and that was re- represented by a poker chip that was the same color as your ship, um, and you basically were ejecting the core, you know, ejecting the. So I still sometimes you'll hear me slip and say, "Just use your emergency eject," you know, and it's emergency stop. <laughs> um, so, and it's a brilliant idea. First of all, it's much easier to produce a card than it is to pack it poker chips into the to the thing it's cheaper and easier and yeah. it also um you know i had you get rid of your chip you know if you use it you you toss it in with the discard cards right um but with the emergency stop you flip your card over the advantage to that is um that you always know what color each person is what what color the ship is because they always have the color the card of that color in front of them so again, it's just a much a much smarter, much better choice on that. Um, and then the draft, um, I had a fully open draft, um, so you could see all the cards. That mm. is one of the options. You know, you, they 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 um, no secrets. They call it the no secrets option. Um, but 
that led to more analysis paralysis. Um, people had to they were just thinking a lot more, and um, that still happens if you play that way. Uh, people take a lot longer for the draft, and it is somewhat less accessible because people who might be a little bit more casual, uh, who might just want to be jumping into it, feel that they have to really think about it and that people are making, you know, taking a lot more time to think about maybe they should be taking more time to think about it Um, as opposed to, okay, well, I only know half of this, but I'll take it, you know, I'll risk it. Um, It's just, it's a funny little thing, but hiding half the information made a big difference. I believe it. I mean, I've seen uh, I've seen some of our players in our group take you know twenty minutes to do a simple turn, and you know, everyone's looking around the table like, uh, "Wake me up when it's over." Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, in the next version, I believe they're going to include uh, what what we call the, the house the house draft mm-hmm. um, as an option. Um, it's a different draft. It's not listed in the in the current rules, but the house draft is one I like. And um, f- again, for each player right now, you have three piles. I mean, so it's if you have six, if you have if you have four players, you can have twelve piles. If you have three players, you can have nine piles, and so on. You're still going to have the same number of piles, but instead of all the piles being one up, one down, um, for each player, you have one pile that is uh, both of them down, one pile that's one up and one down, and one pile with both of them up. Okay. So, you know, one of the piles, you can see both the values. One of them you see just like you do today, one one of the cards but not the other, and the other one's completely hidden. So depending on how you want to play, whether you want to go with full information and everybody knows what cards you're taking, you take the two one-ups, or if you want to completely play tight, you're close to the vest and just take completely random cards. Um, it's up to you. You can you can draft any pile you want, mm. and that one's that that variation is pretty well received. So interesting. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Um, really, nothing else in the terms of how the how the game played. I had it. It was six turns. Um, that was really pretty much it. Really went yeah. each other chance. Just curious, in, in in your experience watching people play, um, you know, h- how often do you see it get to get to get to the end of turn six before somebody gets out? I'm sorry, the end of turn six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how 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 often does it time out rather than someone winning? Hmm. Um, it's, I, it's I a, assume you've seen more games than we have, so. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's, it's actually pretty uncommon. Um, I'd say it's, it's less than 10% of the time. Does it ever time out? Hmm. Um, and if it does time out, one of two things is going on. Either all the players are very good and are, uh, jerking each other around, you know, are intentionally messing with each other. (laughs) Um, or you have somebody like Tim who just doesn't get their head around the mechanism and they're screwing it up for everybody. Whoa now. Whoa, 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 whoa. I screwed up for everybody. First half hour hour of Jim's experience, yes. There you go. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, if if you – I mean if if you play with a six-year-old, right? If you play with a six-year-old, a six-year-old is going to mess up for everybody. Yeah. They can play the game. They can play a card. They can have the ship move around and everybody laugh and giggle. But there's no way of predicting what they're going to do. 
right? Because they're not getting that inside each other's head. They're not get, they're not getting in, in the head of the other players. Um, you know, I hear professional poker players, not to liken this to poker, but um, professional poker players who just cannot stand to play with amateurs because it's just like playing. It's just way too random. You just have no idea. You, you're used to this. You're used to your opponents being able to work the math and, you know, and again, with amateurs, you just, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. I've played a lot more blackjack than I have poker, but the same thing, you know, that, that one guy who doesn't play, you know, play by the book at the end of the table, screwing, you know, stopping the the dealer from busting. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, 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 if you get stuck with a player or two like that, then yeah, you can run the six out. Um, mm. I did see one game, um, that got played on, um, on uh board game. Or was it uh, tabletop day? Yeah. Um, they, they, they posted a video of it on, uh, on board game geek. Uh, they won in the second round. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. That's like, impressive. Wait, yeah. As I say, usually our games go to like round four and then someone wins. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's typically at four or five. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I watched the game and I noticed that at one point somebody moved the wrong direction. Um, mm. Earlier, it was in round two. Uh, I'm sorry, it was it was the last play of round one, and um, they moved the wrong direction. You know, it's hard to figure out. Well, did that make the difference? It wasn't a huge difference, but it did move everything forward a bit. So. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we're 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 talking a lot about Gravwell. Mm, not saying that's a bad thing. Mm. I think it, I think it's a good thing. I, I think so. I think it's a pretty good thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, Corey, I, yeah, yeah. Corey, I mean, you're proud of Gravwell. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. And mm-hmm. um, but I'm also, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, there was a moment in my life I um, I was watching Star Wars Episode One with I'm sorry, George. I'm sorry. Lu- I know with George Lucas talking about it, you know, the, the, his commentary on it. Mm-hmm. He's talking about it like he made the Godfather, right? <laughs> and, right? And I use that. I use that to just keep myself humble, you know? It's just, yeah. not everybody digs what you're digging, you know? <laughs> no, but not everybody. Well, I mean, it's that what you've done is a shining star, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did you watch Breaking Bad? Uh, no, I wish. I wish. I, okay. I, I, but you're, you're I familiar know. with all how popular it got and how how everyone raved about it and everything else. You know, you, oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So there was an interview that the um, the creator of the show had, where you know pe- people people were asking him, you know, what's next for you, and he and he just looked at him and it was almost sad because he and depressing because he was like, it, it doesn't matter what I do next, it's going to disappoint everybody. <laughs> oh yeah you know because how do you follow up something like that and I, I wonder have you ever thought that you might be in a similar situation oh of course to yeah. that with gravwell yeah sure uh you know imagine a songwriter you know who gets a now you know to, just to, again to be clear it's not a complete cinderella story you know the uh i was at it six years before Anybody, you know, before I got a, a mm-hmm. hook to t- But those one hit wonders, they may play in bars for 10 years before the, anyone knows who they are. 
Yeah, that that's the thing. And um, so I'm I'm ready for that, right? That that you know, it's what's next, right? What 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 um, you know? I did um, this at uh, Protospiel last year. Uh, I sold my second game, and that's that's Santorini. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and and if you like Gravwell, I got no idea whether you're going to like Santorini. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the. Th- if you like gravel, I got the thing you may or may not despise or like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's from it's, me. Yeah, it is from me, and it is similar to Gravwell in that it is a board game um, made by Corey Young. <laughs> yes, it ha- it'll have my name on it, but yeah, um, it it has very little resemblance to to anything. It's a strictly two player game. Um, the um, uh, Gravel is described as an abstract. You know, a lot of people call it an abstract game, and I think that's true. Yeah. Um, the uh, this one is too. It's another abstract game. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, and I I work very hard to tie the theme to the mechanism, mm-hmm. um, and that's also the case here. Uh, there's a tight tight link between the theme and the mechanism in Santorini. Um, Santorini is a tile game. Uh, it plays on an inclined surface. Hmm. So the board stands up, not vertically, but close. Like a, if you can picture the music stand on a piano. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a zigzag pattern along the bottom of the board that is kind of a tray that the tiles will be played in. The tiles are hexagons and you start at the bottom and you build your way up. Okay. So you can picture this interlocking honeycomb uh, shape. Uh, I can describe this on and on. If you go to Board Game Geek and look for Santorini, uh, you'll find there, there are two games called Santorini. Um, and mine is the later one. The one came out last year. Um, but you'll see pictures of it there. The Each hexagon is an isometric view of a part of a village called Santorini, uh, the, the, in the region of Greece called Santorini. Okay. If you do a Google search on uh, on Santorini, uh, look for the images, and it's just one of the most beautiful places on Earth. It's a tourist uh, mecca and just a beautiful place. The premise of Santorini is you um, you have six hotels. You're trying to play these six hotels, and in order to play a hotel, the hotel has to have a, a beautiful view. So it has to be looking down on uh, some beautiful stuff. And the beautiful view is defined in Santorini by the number of blue domes that it can see. And again, if you do a Google search on Santorini, you'll see the place is lousy with these blue domes. Um, <laughs> I've currently done that. That is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I pulled up both the Board Game Geek and this. And yeah, I see what you're going with. Yeah. So um, each of your hotels has a number of windows on it. Uh, you have six hotels. Have one one, the one with one window, mm-hmm. two with two windows, two with three windows, and one with four windows. Each of your hotels, and when you play it, it has to be overlooking as many domes as the hotel has windows. Okay. okay. So it's pretty easy to play your one as long as you know you got one dome somewhere beneath it. And but when I say beneath it or in its view, 
again, if you can picture a hexagon when you're playing a bunch of hexagons up the side of an inclined surface like that. Not really. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's different. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not everybody can. Oh, I've had some people uh, just on that, on that note. um, Some people just can't get the perspective. They just can't see it. It's an isometric view. Mm -hmm. uh, And you either can get your head around it or you can't. Um, but it's an interesting perspective, right? Um, anyway, if you can picture hexagons. When you place a, a hexagon, you know, place one, it forms the top of a triangular shape. And the, 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 all of the tiles beneath it, in, within that triangle, picture a downward angle 30 degrees off to the left, a downward angle 30 degrees off to the right. All the tiles in that area are considered part of the view. Now, if a dome is sitting next to your hotel, it's not in your view. It has to be beneath, beneath your hotel. Okay? Pretty straightforward. Um, the trick is, again, you're placing a hotel. You want your view to be nice. What you don't want in your view is your opponent's hotels. Hmm. Okay? Uh, you don't want some, you know, you don't want the wife walking on the patio and saying, hey, you know, we should stay there next year. Right? Um so thematically, you know, you don't want your opponent's hotels um, in your view. So every one of your opponent's hotels counts as a negative dome. Okay. So it, it detracts from your view. So the it's really a pretty straightforward game. You're just trying to play all six of your hotels, um, uh, be the first player to play all six of your hotels. It's, Is there a secondary end game mechanic? Um, yeah, the uh, – if the if you fill the entire space, mm-hmm. um, and but you you're not able to play on your last hotel, um, the player with the the player with the fewer hotels wins. Uh, the player with the fewer hotels still in their hand wins. Okay, uh, a lot that, that makes more sense. That, <laughs> yeah, that that that's pretty straightforward, but. Um, a lot of times that's going to be tied. In that case, if the one with the fewer windows in their hotels, um, they would win. And then the third play, the other way of the other way of tying it, or you could still be tied there. And that is, however many tiles you have in front of you, because you'll be drawing tiles and playing tiles, and you could, uh, much like you would in um, Ticket to Ride, you could kind of stock up a lot of tiles. But if you've stocked up a lot of tiles and the game runs out. Um, whoever has the most tiles sitting in front of them loses. Mm-hmm. So okay. you don't. Much. It's I haven't described it particularly well, but it's it's really not that it's not not a very complicated game, but it's another um, it's strategic. It, it's it's do I want to say strategic? I think it's still closer to tactical than strategic. So, so there's a lot of strategery. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Mm, but it, like, like I said, it's, you know, <laughs> again, it's not good. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, Daft Punk's latest album. You know, it, it's nothing. It's a lot different from their early, their earlier stuff. Right. Um. You know, that's that's the same sort of thing. Well, it's, um, it seems like it's still going to keep you stuck in your head for for trying to figure out how to win more than just following a recipe. Yeah, yeah, that is the case. Um, there's a couple of things that make it a little bit more random. You're drawing tiles. You never know if you're going to draw a blue dome. Um, the 
it's there's there's a there's a random some random element to it, but it is uh, there are more decisions to be made in it in the game, mm-hmm. and it's strictly a two strictly a two player game. Uh, we've talked about trying to find a way to make three players, but there's just not enough real estate on the board. Yeah, um, and and the and the board state changes too much between players. So if you did have a plan, uh, your plans work really well. Because you can play from zero to three tiles on your turn, and you, so you can come up with some pretty good plan. But if there are two players between, you know, one turn and the next, um, your plans go out the window. So, mm-hmm. um, or you know, it's just it's too hard to, to to make realistic plans. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that in certain games like uh, Euphoria. You're not always guaranteed to be able to do what you wanted to do. Oh no! Yeah, no. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, not always. It's, it's even less so with viticulture. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. So, Centauri, though, it sounds pretty interesting. I I would love to see uh, an actual copy and try it out. I I think I see how you're saying it's going to play. It sounds pretty neat. Uh, you're right, though. It's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be very different from Gravwell. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, there's and not even the, spaceships. Yeah, you noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping it was going to be in space. I mean, I could see the X pack to add UFOs that you know yeah. escape the singularity and then they land on the blue domes. Yeah. yeah. Well, or they could like you could blow up your opponent's hotel with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all oh for God. this. All right, Corey, got your new mechanic, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I've been looking for a design partner, and I, I guess I've got to. Yeah. 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 UFOs. <laughs> design gold, baby. Design yeah. Design. Come on, we, we we can we can all go and get into a sleep delirium and design a game in twenty four hours, and um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> um, I wouldn't use that word. I would use it be filled with stick figures. And okay, interesting. Yeah, oh, interesting. You're, you're right, Brian. You're yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, it is interesting. I've you know I I a lot of um, design community stuff on Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I will help promote some Kickstarters from friends like that. Um, and like I, I helped James Math with his um, uh, speed dating, his, his game design speed dating event. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that. I really, what is that? Oh, I'll tell, oh, I'll tell you all about it in just a second. So, okay. Yeah, write that down. Yeah, add, add it to your list, Tim. Okay, I'm, I'm adding it yeah. to my I didn't have that one. I didn't even know what that was. So speed yeah. well, dating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, the, um, but I design very differently, I think. Uh, I, I'm slow. I'm very – I take a lot of time. Um, and I – well, anyway, I was, I was talking about this. You were talking about the, the 24 hours speed design thing. I see these, you know, design a game in a month um, or design with this constraint or that constraint. And I, I think those are interesting and they have value, but I, I can't imagine participating in one. Um, I, I don't, I don't care for those type of constraints. Um, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't I, know I, that it drops. I don't think it drives a better game. I just don't feel it drives making a better game. Well, it might I, make you a better, it would make you a better designer, but yeah. it doesn't make a better well, I can see it, especially those being useful, kind of like uh, the National Novel Writing Month. It's like, yeah, so you always wanted to design a game. Now you have a, a goal with some guidelines and kind of like a story starters, you know, or something like that. 
Uh, that seems more what that'd be useful yeah. for for me. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's, you know, it's one of those, I get it, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, right. So, okay, well, anyway, to answer the question about speed dating, so the, all the credit here goes to James Math. I don't know if it's Math or Mathy, um, M-A-T-H-E, for Minion Games. Um, wait, wait, I didn't, he I didn't hear that from what games? Minion? Minion. minion. Games? Oh, okay. okay. It cut out a little bit. It said Minion. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that Calgary Internet's biting us in the butt here. Yeah, yeah. no joke. Yeah. Yeah, I said Milnir, right? Oh, Milnir. <laughs> Got it. Okay, Milnir Games. Got it. Uh, <laughs> no, games. Yes. yes. I've got that too. Meow Meow Games. All right. Meow Meow, and, meow, meow Banana Games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got that one. I got I got Mew Mew. I don't know what that is, but I got that too. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, and he also helped run the uh, Game Designers Guild on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'd suggest if you're a designer to do to that. Um, but last year at Genon, he helped orchestrate, he almost single-handedly orchestrated um, the, the Game Designers Speed Dating event. Mm-hmm. And that is um, a bunch, like 50 game designers signed up for this. Um, and uh, paired up with a bunch of publishers. And there were significant publishers there, right? Um, uh, just companies you'd, you'd recognize. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about somebody who's doing Kickstarters out of their garage. Though I guess that there are some of those too. And again, and criticizing just for big established publishers here. Right. You're talking like FG, Z-Man, Asmodee. That's right. That's yeah. right. They okay. took... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had two tracks. One was for family games and the more board game, hobby game. And the board game hobby game was much thicker. The field was much thicker there than on the uh, family game side. Um, but there were good, good representatives from the publishers on both sides. And you got minutes with each of the, I think, was it five? I've been 10 minutes. Uh, I think it was 10 minutes with each of the publishers. Um, and you'd set up on a big table and you basically would do your pitch. You can give them a, a, a spec sheet on your game and so on. What's nice is they had the publishers move. They didn't have the game designers move. Um, <laughs> you imagine trying to, you know, tear your game down, stand it back up, tear your game down, stand it back up. So the publishers yeah. would, um, the only thing I had to do with any of that was I told James, I would, I would help out. I barked out the, uh, you know, I would, I was the one keeping time and, you know, giving a one minute warning and then telling them, get up, move, let's go, chop, chop. Um, and we did that for three hours. Wow. Yeah. And, um, so were there any successful marriages from this? Yes, there were. Yes, there were. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, so happy uh, to hear. I always cry yeah, when a board game gets married to a publisher. It's so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so it no, was, that's that's, it, that's probably the best application I've heard of uh, the speed dating uh, mechanics. <laughs> Ryan, we yep. should have thought of this first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's awesome, though. Yeah. 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 Um, he's done it again since. Um, I don't remember which con he did it. I think it was at the. Um, it's up in. He, he lives in uh, Wisconsin. Um, 
and Milwaukee. He lives up in Milwaukee. Um, that might have been the con that was up there, but he's done it once since, um, and I wasn't part of that one. But there have been, I think it was like three each, or uh, might have been three and five, or something like that. But there, there have been games published out of it. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a lot easier. You know, it's quicker access, and um, you know, I, I, I advocate going to the cons specifically origins um because there's less stress than there at than at uh, gen con but uh, um just approaching them in their booth and asking you know who's looking at you're you're looking for the gatekeeper but you don't walk up and ask can i talk to the gatekeeper um you know it's just is there anyone looking at games and things like that and it's worked for me i i've i've got a lot of a lot of companies to look at the, my games that way um you know, you don't try to you don't try to say, you know, okay, can we sit down right now and do a demo? Uh, when you're introducing yourself, you do the pitch. This is what my game is like. This is what differentiates my game. Yeah, this is if you walk up and you say, look, it's a deck builder with zombies. They're gone. They don't care. They don't want to see it. You're not selling it. You know, <laughs> if it's if it's, you know, my version of something that's already out there, um, that doesn't impress really any publisher but if it is here's what the experience is here's what you're going to feel um these are the type of moments you're going to get in the game Mm -hmm. then then they'll listen to that right and so you're you're trying to you know it's a tease and it you know you want them to sit down and, and take 15 minutes and actually look at your game um i i remember one guy uh i was trying to get uh, uh, have a chat with uh, Zev. Um, oh, I can't think of Zev's last name um, from Z-Man Games. Anyway, Schlesinger. Uh, anyway, he. Uh, I was trying to just catch his eye, and he was cornered by this this other uh, enthusiastic game designer who had a <laughs> um, who had a, a three to four hour game. Um, but, uh, and it had elements of this and that and role-playing and, uh, trader mechanisms and Euro this, and just, it was everything in the kitchen sink, right? Wow. uh, Zev's just trying to, I can't sit down and look at this thing and I can't take three hours to evaluate your game at a convention. You know, that, that's just not going to work. Zev was very polite about it, but it was, you know, come on, uh, you, uh, it's you know, just unrealistic picture. And I, I mentioned this just so that you realize, you know, publishers are there to move their games that they have right now. Yes, they're looking at new games, but they can't take hours away from their time at a convention to sit down and look at a game. So you have to go into it with realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. So. That makes sense. I mean, it's. I, I think I would be very disturbed if someone came to me with like a box of 50 pieces. It's like, I'm going to teach this to you. Could you imagine having no. to pitch something like Terra Mystica or, uh, or, you know, Twi- Twilight Imperium? Twilight Imperium. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would go with no. Well, right. Well, the thing is, but could you imagine writing an advertisement for it? Right. <laughs> writing 30, 30, well, could you imagine writing a 30 second radio spot for it? Because if you can do that, if you can paint, if you can paint a picture of the experience, mm-hmm. in, you know, I say thirty second, but you know, sixty second. If you can paint a picture of the experience in that much time, that's enough, you know. And then 
then if you can demonstrate it in 15 minutes and show, you know, set it up, set up, don't try to start from start, start from the middle of the game and say, you know, here's where the hook is and here's where the turn is. Here's by the turn. I mean, the part where the whole nature of the game changes, right? Um, the moment in Gravwell where you realize, oh, oh, where the other ships are matter. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to essentially capture the elevator pitch yeah, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yep. it. Mm-hmm. That, uh, right. That's the ter- that's a phrase I, I just haven't been using, but that's exactly it. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I hate using that phrase sometimes, but sometimes it's the best one, you know. It oh, it does. It yeah. does. And I don't I mean, Nothing wrong with it. It's, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. And the, and the thing is, the publishers want good games. You know? Well, hopefully they don't want bad ones. Right. And the field is getting so thick. <laughs> um. It really is. I, oh, I was yeah. surprised. up here in Calgary. I was really surprised. I, I went to a nice um, game store, the Revolution uh, Game Store here in Calgary, and um, nice hole in the wall mom and pop shop. Um, board games are outselling Magic: The Gathering at this shop. Wow. I yeah, well, yeah. I, I can't. I can't see that. Unfortunately, <laughs> around here, I don't think that's the yeah. case. I, no, I think no, it's right. all. Uh, it's yeah, all right. Magic and and like War Machine and Forty K. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my experience too. That kind of blew me away. I hope that's a trend. I don't know. Oh, that me it too. Is. Yeah. It's, it's completely anecdotal, but um, I mean, with well, the advent, well, with you uh, with you being an engineer, we're going to take it as scientific evidence. Yes. <laughs> he has he has proposed he has proposed a, uh, a theorem, hypothesis, yeah, and yeah. now it's time for us to prove it. No, no, yeah. no it, it's well, proved theorem, already. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to publish yeah. it on the internet. It has to be oh, true. God, we're not publishing as fact. Yeah. No, we'll just edit the Wikipedia page. Okay. Oh, side note, uh, Willie just uh, sent me a message and goes, no, no, he did not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, now I feel like dirt. Yeah. Oh. Right. Well, if he comes to Gen Con, I will, I will certainly, for my biggest fan, uh, you know. <laughs> he, he might give you a hug. Oh, uh, that that would be a landmark occasion. That would be a that would be a <laughs> that would be a moment on Twitter. That I'm gonna yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, no. Um. So well, I, you know, I, well, oh. so so we we've talked a little bit about Santori. Is Santor- there Santor- Santorini. Santorini? Santorini. Sorry, I can't so, say words. I, I shouldn't Brian, talk Brian. as a hobby. Santorini. Um, yes. Panini? Oh, wait, no, yes, Panini. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. His new game is Panini. Panini. Yep. Sounds delicious. It, just don't call it Santorum because that 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 took a turn. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. mm. Well, I, I guess I wonder. It's like you know, do you have other things in the works? I mean, is there something else coming? Um, you know, we talked about the possible one day, maybe future, but not likely expansions for uh, for Gravwell, and we talked about yeah. this this great new 3D uh, isometric board game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what 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 else could there be for uh, for the sure. growing board game empire of Corey Young? <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple um, that I'm I'm kicking around. Um, I have a um, I have a game that's really aimed at kids. Uh, it's a pirate game and each of you has a pirate ship and you're doing broadsides against each other. And the, the name of the game is fire. It's F I A R R R. 
Fire. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. I, I always hope this game never comes out because Tim will never stop saying it. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, it is. Well, it's a little It's a little tricky just because to, to position it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my game components and everything are just a, a couple of boards and some cards and um, 46. And... Um, that's that's a hard one. It, it really belongs in a mass market. It's it's would be aimed at that age group. Right? Um, but if you're doing that, they're going to want to make it toy like, yeah, uh, and actually yeah. make a three D three D ships out of it. Um, and if, but if you make three D ships out of it, then people are going to think you're actually moving little cannonballs back and forth, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do. You know, there there are no right. So uh, so this so is a Fireball uh, Island. I got it. Yeah, so I got to figure that one out. Um, I'd love to. I'd love mm-hmm. to take a swipe at uh, Game Right with that yeah. one. Uh, uh, so collect, we'll collector's edition idea. It comes with an eye patch or two. There you go. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Can, it, can, yeah. it come, can it come with a parrot and a sword and a peg? <laughs> Yes. I, unfortunately, due to shipping times, the parrot will have to be freeze dried. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, this gets into a very dark place. I was saying a breakaway parrot, but sure, Brian, <laughs> we can put a live parrot in the collector's edition. Makes perfect sense. Oh, on, on the Kickstarter, that's like the two thousand dollar tier. That's like you know limited edition. There's three of these. Comes with live parrot and and you know peg leg or something. Now the peg leg, that one's going to be a little interesting because they're going to send you the surgeon and the animal handler, and they're going to show up at your door and go, "Are you ready?" Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of other designs, um, I, I I have one on the back burner for quite a while um, that was originally called One Way Out, um, and that's. Um, Another one that's kind of hard to explain. That's more. That's much more thematically driven. But the theme of it would be. Um, remember Time Bandits? Do you know that movie? Do you hmm. know? You know, or, great, or perhaps. Great. Oh, sorry, maybe, maybe Quantum Leap. Yeah. yeah. Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're you're hopping through time, and the board gets reset every fifteen minutes. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying it's a timed game, but. Um, the each level, each area that you're working in has a 54 card deck, and you kind of explore it out. And somebody gets out, and then everybody else kind of races out as well. And then you're off to someplace else. But um, hmm. it's a, it's a card driven game. You're using cards, but you're playing the cards as part of the board. And um, if you can, I, I can talk about the mechanism because I've got the rights on the mechanism, but. Um, Picture a, a poker size card. Um, picture the top part of the card as you're looking at it, uh, having a square there with a three by three square section in that tic-tac-toe board, basically, right? That section becomes part of the board. And mm-hmm. you, always li- you always line that up with the other similar sections on the other cards. But the rest of the, the, rest of the card that isn't in that square is called the tab, uh, uh, copyright you know. <laughs> um, anyway the tab part the tab part says something special about something that's on that on that part of the card whether it's a locked door or a trap or something else some detail some threat that you have to overcome well as you're playing these cards you can cover up the tabs on other cards 
And if hmm. you cover up the tab on another card, it disables whatever that was on that card. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so your board is constantly expanding, and you might have challenges that you put out in front of somebody else, but if they can maneuver around and play a card in the right place, it can disable the card that you put in their, their way. Hmm. So, um, yeah, and I, I've I've got pretty far with, a, with one publisher with that, um, and actually we're pretty far along and it fizzled out in play in play test. It doesn't, oh, no. it didn't have, yeah, well, you know, it happens, right? You get these setbacks, but um, it, uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't have a very satisfying end game right now. So I'm just, you know, that's on the back burner. I've been thinking about that one for a long time. Uh, I've got a party game um, that uh, I'm, Taking a little bit of time to think about that one. I've been inspired by, uh, do you know uh, John Kavalik? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know from Dork Tower and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he he just came out with Raffle, right? Oh, yeah. Terrific. Oh, yeah. Yep. He just did that, and then he's got another one coming out. Cryptozoic's doing another one with him, um, double feature, and that one just looks fantastic too. Um, and you you. I, I couldn't do it just by describing it, but you have you, you have to come. You have two different components of a movie, like um, John Travolta and um, New York, something like that. And you have to come up with a movie that featured John Travolta and him being in New York, um, hmm. which I think is like Saturday Night Fever, right? Um, but you have to come up with an example that puts those two together. And anyway. It. I've only. No, I'm only going on uh, his description of it. He described it to me last year, and I've wanted to play the game ever since. And I'm just thrilled that uh, Cryptozoic's picking it up. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have a different a different party game that's really not much of anything like that. Um, <laughs> well, it makes a great contrast point then, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, so I'm all over the place. I got a kids game. I've got kind of a big thematic one with this one way out. The thing I like about one way out is the expansion cap- the expansion ability on that game is phenomenal because yeah. um, expansions for it would just be a deck of cards. So you want a zombie level? Here you go. Here's a zombie level. You want a um, escaping from inside a um, kaiju monster? You know, you have to go through his bowels or whatever. Here you go. Here's a deck for that. Sounds like some uh, Herculean efforts there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, listen, 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 listen. Rob Perlman could do it in Pacific Rim. Yeah, that's right. I could do it See, in a card game. Okay. That's right. Just saying. That, was my that might be the most apt. If somebody did X, I could do Y I've ever heard. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so yeah, kind of all over the place. I I had a game about um, genetics, and um, each round was an entirely new generation of of creatures, and you it's kind of like animal husbandry type of thing. You're trying to get the best genetics. So I have an idea for a, a Euro game sort of thing, uh, but it, it's at the cosmic scale. Um, meaning, uh, you know, I guess I was inspired by Neil deGrasse Tyson and Cosmos, mm-hmm. you know, the early, the early universe, um, the, all this, all the stars were burning hydrogen, helium, uh, well, hydrogen and then helium working the way up. And all this generation of stars had to, had to die before we could get this, before we could get carbon, before we could get the heavier elements and generation after generation. Yeah. But you had to 
it's generation after generation of stars producing heavier and heavier elements. Um, yeah, riveting, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Sorry. Still quiet. At least back in space. Yeah, at least I'm back in space. So I think I'm break. Yeah. Uh, well, we, well, like I told you, we, we got some UFOs for you. We got some lasers. Yep. We got this. Don't worry about it. We're going to help you, Corey. We're going to help you. Help. It's it's a subjective term. Yeah. One thing I one thing I'd love to see uh, with Gradwell is um, I'd love the ships to be different. Not not different from the de- the designs are fine the way they are. But I'd like the yellow ship to look different than the red ship to, to look different from the blue ship. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, different shapes. I, I just think that would bring just a little bit of extra character to it. So. I've I've noticed people are making their own custom ones now. It's really pretty nice. They're either painting them. One guy, his wife was fantastic with um, polymer clay and she made him Daleks. So (laughs) it's fantastic. It's just, I love to see them. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, could you imagine, you know. Yeah, well, you know, well, could you imagine playing and like the yellow ship is from the is the, um, I always thought the yellow one would make sense as the the ship from two thousand one, you know, the big ball front and everything, and then the, the blue the blue one would be a TARDIS, right? The red one would be the red dwarf, and uh, and so on. Yeah. Uh, I just that would be just be a hoot. yeah, the scale's all screwed up. Shut up, I know, but um, <laughs> don't worry, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, 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 <laughs> wait. Where have you been for the last hour and a half, Tim? Um, yeah, you, uh, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I have gone on. I'm sorry. I'm oh no, it's been oh, great. Corey, actually, we're we're all for this. That's that's no, the kind of show we trust like. me. We the the last thing we need on our show <laughs> is more of us talking. So. <laughs> Everyone will be very happy that it's not us. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah. The one yeah. piece of feedback we got is like, we love your show. Just shut up. Yeah. That is something about a three minute episode with a bunch of humming. I don't understand what they were wanting. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, all this really sounds cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to try Santori. Are you going to have a, are you have at least a play test copy there at, uh, at Gen Con? Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. Um, well, um, we, well, expect us to track you down and put a mic in front of your face and and ask you to teach us how to play. I'd be more than happy to. Because actually, I'll, I'll be, wait, wait, wait. I'll be exactly happy to. I can't be more than happy. I'll just be exactly happy. We're <laughs> not going to track him down because Willie's going to be with us, and suddenly he's just going to appear. <laughs> like, that sounds very like kidnappery um you know ransom <laughs> notes like yeah you know. i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah like, like, like big fan send, send cryptozoic a note you know we want five copies of gravwell or your designer's <laughs> gonna get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go yeah that's mm-hmm. well that or he will uh I, I, actually the, the response is probably gonna be hey we've already have a printed copy we could just keep doing this what do you got like yeah. son of a Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, I'm sorry. Do you guys do Origins? Do you ever go to Origins? Uh, we we might start in either probably next year. Yeah, we're you know this um, last year we were 
at, we did, we unintentionally broke a couple of uh, press rules at Gen Con and, and interviewed some people and uh, we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing and that's our, that's our defense and we're sticking to it. But um, you know, so we, this year we're going to Gen Con for the first year as press, which is, is a big milestone for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's, oh, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it helps yes. not to be accidentally <laughs> bending and breaking a few, few rules, you um, know, such as, Hey, we saw you guys recording in a hallway sitting on the floor. Yeah. No, that was not us. We promise. Oh, I, I didn't realize I, I, um, yeah, I didn't realize they were that tight about it. But no, they're, 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 they're not super tight about it. They do have guidelines yeah. and stuff like yeah. no recording on the actual floor. You know, you're supposed to use the, the, the press rooms for that kind of stuff. So, Oh, that's funny because I know I spoke with four or five podcasts um, yeah. on the floor. You know? Yeah, well, most times they're not they're not going to bat an eye at you. I think it's only when you are like actually like slowing down traffic or mm-hmm. – uh, Etc. Because I mean, there are some booths like uh, Upper Deck who had a actual like recording press oh, well. area, and like uh, uh, BGG actually had their like we're recording, and yeah. you know yeah. that was their session. booth. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did a session with them. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah they, so, they, oh, go ahead, Corey. Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I insist, sir, 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 sir. I insist. Was, you, you go ahead. Okay, I, I I insist you guys rechambeau for this, and we'll let the survivor talk. Okay, well, I don't know how I'm going to get a kick all the way to Calgary at this hour, Brian. Yeah, you better start walking. All right, looking up people that will do shit in Calgary for me. Let's <laughs> see. You can find anything on Google for a reasonable price. That's called, that's called Craigslist, right? Okay. okay uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously. Just don't, <laughs> don't answer your hotel room door for about half an hour. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> uh, should we have warned him we're kind of a bunch of smart asses? Yes. I've uh, dudes, I've been listening to your podcast for a year, so I, I, I'm well aware where See, we're okay, so Corey plus five listeners can't be wrong. <laughs> Scientific fact. Scientific fact. So that means you even listen to the bad ones where you had like horrible audio issues as we were like sleep deprived from working ninety hours a week. Well, I, I was kind of skeptical as to whether this was actually you because I can actually hear you very clearly here as well. See, oh. he's, he's fitting right in. It'll be okay. Yeah. He's fitting right in. No, no we kid because we love. You know, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that that we we don't know any other way to show that love other than stabbing you. Um, yeah. Let's say it's all relative. Yeah, yeah. We stab our relatives because we care. What? Wait, what? Oh, sorry. I took this to the logical conclusion. You went down the dark path again, don't you? Not not enough sleep. Too much yeah. caffeine. So besides your own stuff, Corey, like, you know, your, uh, the games you're working on, like, what else are you, like, what do you play? That's not your own stuff. Like we know, we know we got, we got you on record saying euphoria, which we're going to have to send over to Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, I described, I will tweet that right now. Please. Please. (laughs) Mad props. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I describe my taste in games, uh, both from a design and from player perspective as mid Atlantic games, um, somewhere between games and euros. Right. So that's mm-hmm. mid Atlantic. Um, so sure. The, 
seven, you know, seven wonders, um, Carcassonne, um, King of Tokyo, you know, you're hearing, you know, fairly light, but in a lot of stuff, you're probably not going to be picking up at Target either, right? Well, um, King of Tokyo, maybe just because of, you know, they're carrying a lot of stuff that's featured on tabletop now. Yeah, yeah. And boy, if anybody wants to put a bug in their ear about Grabwell, um, <laughs> uh, we will, I will, I will personally tweet Will Wheaton right now. And what I mean by that is he's not going to read it, so I'm able. To yeah, I know. I I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has all of his notifications turned off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, no, I just I love what he's doing with the with the show and everything. I, I just think that's uh, that would just be fun. You know, you you talk about bucket list stuff that would be fun. Um, anyway, the um, just to kind of round up, uh, ticket to ride. Uh, you know, you're not hearing anything really heavy. Um, I do like uh, Feld's, all of Feld's stuff. Um, so Burgundy, the Castles of Burgundy and the uh, Macau and um, those sort of things. But that's really my limit. Like, I'm not going to do Kalis. I'm not going to do um, – really, I'm not going to play anything that's going to take two two plus hours to play. I just don't so, enjoy that at all. So, so eclipses so, out for you is what you're saying. Yeah, no, four, no four X games, no. Uh, really, no. Yeah, that just yeah. doesn't. I get it. You know, it's one of those. I get it, but I don't. I'm not going to do it. Did Did, did uh, you see that uh, Kickstarter uh, for Tiny Epic Kingdoms? Yeah, yeah. You know that, I, that's. So I love. Well, I was just saying. You know, I, it really intrigued me because I love the four X genre, and I don't know how, but this guy says he he's got it condensed into a micro game. Of course, micro for 4X game, I think, means about half an hour. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm really intrigued at how he's got that to play out. I can't wait for our copies to show up. Yeah. yeah um, I, I'm going to kind of watch for that one. But, uh, you know, I'm not rushing out to get any kind of, of Euro or things like that. It's got to be pretty exceptional. Um, I was kind of captive audience a couple of times that when I was introduced to the Feld games and I'm glad I was, I mean, I'm glad I, I tried something new and different for me. Um, but the, I uh, just, I, I enjoy games I can play with, um, my family who many of whom are not, uh, more serious gamers. So, um, I, my time is so limited, uh, you know, that I, you know, I need to get something I can get to the table. Um, between other stuff. So uh, that said, I have played a pretty epic game of uh, Carcassonne. Can I recommend you never do this, but we played six player Carcassonne with every expansion available. Oh boy. Uh, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do, I, I, I did it just to say that I've done it and I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it again. I, people Don't people complain about that. There are, there are good, there are good expansions and expansions of that game. Um, I liken it to your spice rack, you know, you which you can spice. see in the photo he posted earlier. What, which, oh, oh, the, my, oh my spice rack. Yes. Yes. You can see a spice rack. Oh, you I, mean I, my, my giant potion bottle spice rack? Yes. Yeah. The, Sorry. um, <laughs> but I like, well, that's the idea though. You have a spice rack, right? But mm-hmm. do you ever throw the entire spice rack in, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you mean you, you tell me when I don't make chili, I don't put everything in. Yeah, well, that, chili, okay, find the exception to my thing. That's the fine, fine. Yeah, okay, chili's different. <laughs> yes, but you shouldn't put ginger on everything. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. Tim, for the love of God, I'm never eating at your house again if you put ginger on everything. <laughs> but but that's not ginger, dude. That was wasabi. Well, anyway. Does it matter? My, anyway. That, that was my that was my analogy for carcassonne. It's just picking yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's that's very true. Uh, have let's you just, ever let's tried just play playing, Dominion with all the expansions, all the cards. How about no? I, I admire Dominion, but I'm not going to design a – I don't want to design the next anything. <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah, perfect yeah. sense. Um, yeah. The, I, I, I want it to be difficult for somebody to compare my games to something else. I want it to be difficult, right? So, um, I mean, if you, when you're describing Grabwell, you can say it's – well. Compare it to I, I uh, I'm sure there are games something like it, but I can't think of any. Right? Um, that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm shooting for. So um, that's a that's a hard goal. But so th- that means I'm not going to make the next deck builder. I'm not going to make the next CCG TCG whatever CG. Yeah. Um, well, I, don't know. I think I think the deck builder genre is getting a little played out at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I admire it. I, I think it's fantastic. You know, there's so many of these games, Magic the Gathering and so on, that I admire the heck out of. But I'm, you know, I, I'm not smart enough to design that game. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to try. And I'm not going to try to reverse engineer it and throw a different skin on it. Um, I, sir, I don't I, find – go ahead. I would say, sir, I disagree. Gravel, Gravel says otherwise. Wait, Gravel says what? That what what does the Gravel say? Uh, that it's brilliant design. You failed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, I appreciate that, but I, I guess in terms of, I set you uh, up, Tim. I set you up. Yeah. Well, Dude, I was uh, not going to give that to you. Well, I, I do appreciate that, Tim. But um, you know, I I just talk about in terms of moving parts. You know? yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. I, so I, I I'm I'm not going to make a, a Swiss yeah. clock. Uh, no, and, and that's I think. Sorry, you just said something that made me think of something. I, I I'm always amazed at how easy gravel is to set up and tear down. I mean, there's six parts in a deck, and like a, a small deck, half a deck of cards. I mean, you just can't get any better than that. Uh, I concur. Yeah, it's, sorry, I'm, sorry. I, I, I love I love the setup breakdown. Actually, I mean, you know, you heard our review of gravel, and that was one of the first things we mentioned. Is like this box is awesome. The parts are awesome. It's easy setup, tear down. Mm-hmm. We're good to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel bad for my I feel bad for my little white pawn. It always gets neglected. There's seven parts. Oh yeah, I always oh. forget about that. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't. Well, the thing is, we keep track of it ourselves. We're just like, no, one, we don't. We used it like last time I played, like three days ago. We oh. used it, and I forget that it's even in there. Oh, so we don't have to because we know we can keep track of a round. I can't. <clears throat> I no. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, so any last thoughts before we wrap this up? No, this has just been so much fun. I, it's just a, a, a pleasure, and a, uh, it, it's nice. I kind of doing a victory lap um, after after Sunday's news. As, as you should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, before, and before we put a mandatorium for at least like three episodes of praising Gravel for anything, congratulations <laughs> and and uh, damn good work, man. Yeah, I was um, going to say the same thing. It's it's phenomenal. Like it is probably in my top ten. Just because of how awesome it is. 
I, I, I really appreciate it guys. I really do. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So one last, one last thing, I think, you know, we're, we're tentatively, we've been playing around with the idea of trying to get together a group of people at Gen Con. Oh, fun. And, you know, just some of the guests we've had on the shows, you know, designers, you know, uh, people from various places. And we just think it would be a lot of fun to hang out, do a little bit of recording, maybe teach each other how to play a game or just drink and you know BS for a while. And I don't know. If you, you you would it would be great if you would uh, consider joining us for that. It would be an I, honor. Yes. Say mud wrestling and I'm there. Yeah. Um. We can make this happen. We can make yeah. this happen. I just think security is going to get pissed when we bring in the swimming pool. No, we we just get Bucky to sneak it in with the battle pods. Oh, done. Oh, done. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Bucky, I've, Bucky, listen I've, to me. You're listening to this episode right now. I know you are. Yeah. Swimming pool. And you're mud wrestling, Bucky. Um. <laughs> um absolutely i uh, i would very much like to i'd very much like to uh because I, I, I just uh, nothing else i really want to meet you guys uh face to face absolutely uh, but the um i do the absolutely earlier in the week is i mean you know thursday friday is gonna be better um my son's gonna be coming uh saturday and i i just sweet he'd be bored out of his skull i think at the <laughs> I, can candy, I can candy coat that but you know it's like yeah yeah dad you and all your geek friends you know yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay you can just tell him you're a super geek and he can get over yeah. it yeah. yeah there you go like like listen i'm a celebrity to these people <laughs> i i'm a huge fish in this rather small and tight pond <laughs> yes i'm i'm famous uh, on the internet among a small group of people sorry a friend of mine we have this running gag there was some guy out in pennsylvania and he was just real self-important sports guy of some kind and uh in philadelphia i guess and uh they got him on tape yelling at some young woman uh saying just I'm so and so, blah 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 blah. I'm a real important person. Google me. Google me. He's yelling at her. Google me. You know, and I just I never want to be that guy. That, really, <laughs> Google me. I'm somebody. Trust me. If you Google Corey Young, you're going to get a Zydeco player, a soccer player, and a, a minor league baseball player. You're, you're not going to get the game designer. So, not yet, anyway. Not yet. Not yet. So keeps me so, humble. Yeah. So, <laughs> but th- hey, guys, thanks. This has been such a pleasure, such a fun ride. Um, and I, I just really appreciate what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just means a lot to me. I, I appreciate the opportunity to get on your show. I, I just it's it's kind of funny. It's just breaking that fourth wall because I I'm. I, I, I talk back at you guys when I'm listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and just like you've been compl- or we've been complimenting you, that actually is a big compliment for us because it means we're not completely boring and you're actually wanting to engage back. So that that's really great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Say that. That's that's what I love hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when we have some of the other people's like, I want to yell at you and tell you how wrong you are. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both sitting there like, awesome. Can you please tell us? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like you should be tweeting at us or something. Reaching out. Yes. We have Facebook. Yes. We have Twitter. But yes. But no. Yeah. I mean, and, Corey, and soon. And soon. Should, should we go ahead and say what we're planning on doing next? Not yet. But but we're gonna do it. It's a surprise. But if oh, if it's a surprise, and, no one will show up. And just. Just go ahead. Okay, so getting we, anxious and you won't settle down, and you're making Corey nervous. Just go ahead, Brian. Corey, am I making you nervous? A little. Oh, I'm sorry. 
No, so in a, in a future, soon future episode, uh, we have to do some testing, but we're going to start live streaming um, the broadcast as we record it. So you'll be able to hear all the crap we mess up on before we edit it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, before I before one of us gets in there and goes, yeah, that whole section. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, that, that joke was a little too dark. Um, <laughs> too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Yeah. Too oh, soon. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to swear, but it's live. Um <laughs> You know, so we're, we're, we're good. allotted. We're allotted five cuss words a show. We've hit three. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after after that fifth one, we have to start, you know, beeping and blooping, and it's not the fun this techno is, music. Well, I think I think that's a bunch of bull- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> censorship <laughs> is for never. Mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, ah, we could be explicit if we really wanted to, but we wanted to make it at least mostly family friendly. Um. But anyway, no, so we're going to start live streaming it. You know, there'll be a chat room of some sort, whether it's IRC or it's just like we're thinking about just streaming on Twitch. And so you have the, the, the horrible Twitch chat system to give us real time feedback. Um, uh, we're, we're hoping at least two of our six listeners show up uh, for most episodes. Um, <laughs> well, I will watch your Twitter feed uh, to uh to to see when that's happening so hopefully we we were actually thinking about trying tonight but we figured with calgary being involved it might not be kosher um so you know (laughs) it might just drop suddenly or get replaced with hockey we didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen yeah we didn't want to accidentally you know broadcast a hockey game there's some major lawsuits there i i I gotta say with all respect and everything i i i'm a little amazed at how well this actually came off tonight um it's there was a couple of spots where you got a little choppy uh but i I was able to follow what you were saying the whole time so we're gonna we're just gonna roll with it okay and uh yeah i think they they deliver bits by sled dog up here Um, yeah that makes sense it has to make it out of the glacier zone first so uh, it's, yeah, yeah. But don't worry. Uh, any listener who's offended, I'm sure you can contact the Calgary ISPs and they will apologize. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, listeners, I'm going to close the show out now, and I'm going to say, I think I just closed it out for good. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I don't want to get banned in Canada. Um, oh, Sorry. Corey. Where, where can people like find you, follow you? You know, you're talking about, you know, having blogs about game design, like what, where can people find you? I, for most things, it's just on Twitter and I'm at C underscore M underscore young C underscore M underscore young on Twitter. Um, and should, should we really, repeat that without the pixelization? Cause as much as the robot Twitter handle was fun. Uh, C underscore M underscore young. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> that again is C underscore not don't spell it underscore, please. M underscore young. And you know what? It'll be in the show notes. It that, will be. That, that one of the six listeners reads. And some people find that funny because it's young MC spelled backwards. But uh, that was hmm. that's not inten- if if it's an, if that was intentional, blame my mom. She was too hip for a time. Uh, I don't know. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's my actual yeah. oh. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Where else can we find you? Um, <laughs> uh, not I don't know. Look at the uh, Cryptozoic booth at Origins and Gen Con. I'll be uh, hovering around those this year. Um, other than that, I. I don't do a lot on Facebook. I, I tune into the um, board, the card and board game designers guild. I look in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I, I don't, I'm not real active on Facebook. Um, I do maintain CoreyYoung.com. I do own that domain. And there, I have a few small articles posted there, but for the most part, um, that, that I use that mostly for email. But uh, yeah, Twitter is the best. Is I, I love Twitter. Um, which is, that's how I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. Mm. Mm. Mostly hate. All right. <laughs> anyway, so you can also, with speaking about Twitter, you can find us at Epic Turn. You can find your host, Brian, at Kelton, or me, at Talshin. At Talshin. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, mm-hmm. Southern's getting in there. Uh-huh. No, uh, mm-hmm. at Talshin. Got some biscuits uh, and gravy. Uh-huh. Fried potatoes. Anyway, so uh, other than that, you can follow us on iTunes. And while you're there, please rate and subscribe to us. And until yes. next time, guys, have some Epic Turns. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Bye. Say bye, Corey. Yay! <laughs> Is he going to hang up? I don't know. Let's, oh, let's find goes. out. There he goes. Is he gone? Yeah, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. He's, he's gone. gone. He's okay, gone. so yeah. Totally Gravel sucks so much. Yeah, I, I, I hate I, that game. <laughs> I burned my copy after two minutes. God, it's such a piece of trash. But then I had to buy like five more because I realized my mistakes in life and, you know, mistakes were made. (laughs) You got to finally realize it at some point. (laughs) Mistakes were made. made.